0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com podcast.
4: Wtic. Thank you for being here. We're talking about Ukraine and whether our spending there is a good idea, whether we should be paying for their war. Alexandria Newington. Hi. Uh,
5: Hi there. Um, I am calling because I'm very disappointed in what I'm hearing. Um, I am uh, an American. I am proud that uh, U.S. is helping Ukraine because, uh, I, uh, I mean, ironically, my family is from Ukraine, and I have relatives that are being bombed. They live uh, in shelters, and this is a very serious topic. And the fact that I'm hearing comments from the listeners that are commenting on a tire that Zelensky had or the money is shouldn't be going uh, there, we have to remember— the U.S. took an obligation to protect uh, Ukraine when Ukraine uh, surrendered their nuclear weapon capabilities. If this wasn't signed a long, long time ago, yes, I would agree the U.S. has no, no obligation to help um, and nothing to do with Ukraine. Let them figure it out on their own, right? But we took an obligation to protect and um, I'm kind of disappointed in, in Americans that we're thinking that it's not a good cause. I'm telling you, they appreciate it. It's not it. a
4: not a question of it not being a good cause. It's a question of it not being our cause. And second, us being broke. We have to borrow money in order to pay for other people to have a war.
5: Well, it's not other people's war. They, they're, they're, we are fighting with Russia as essentially Ukrainian people are fighting with Russia and um, the fact that US was too slow to provide um, the help I mean right now we're providing a lot and then it creates you know these huge numbers and the equipment that's being donated is like dusted on the warehouses. It's not being used. It's not like we're giving like a shipping containers with plane, uh full of money and it's all like we gotta remember that all of it already was produced. We're not using this equipment. Why not help shield the sky so some infant is not going to die in the hospital
4: well why well, not like why not let europe pay for it which is sitting there with plenty of money and and not with our debt and and when do we stop being the defenders of the world we, we can't afford it we're a bankrupt country eight six oh five two two nine eight four two more calls coming up and the rants we're going to the bps lawyers traffic center where Mark Christopher has an update, Mark.
3: It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
4: Yeah, it's WTIC. We're talking Ukraine. We've got rants to go. We've got Leibovitz coming up in about a half hour, and we're going to uh, Rick and Cheshire, who's been waiting a while. Thank you, Rick. Todd, no problem waiting. I took the day off and did some Christmas shopping. But I didn't realize
6: that in that time that Zelensky became the whip of the Senate.
4: (laughs) He is here to uh, make sure the votes are in place. Is that what you're saying?
6: 100%. That's what the whip does, and that's what he's doing. So it's obviously a massive political move. He's going to meet with a joint session of Congress, and he's going to stick out his hand and ask for – Forty-five billion more dollars, which gets us closer. We're, we're probably over $100 billion to the Ukrainian war. That if we try to de-escalate this situation from the beginning, which we never did, the Democrats mm-hmm. never tried to de-escalate this issue one time. So I understand that it is, a, it is an issue and it's a problem that people are dying over there. And I understand, I don't want anybody to die due to war. But we're spending more money and more time and more effort defending the sovereign border of Ukraine than we are of the United States of America, and I find that to be a problem. We've been the uh,
4: the contrast here. you're calling on the contrast between the war in Ukraine and what's going on on our border,
6: on our southern border, which is which is a, a massive problem, and that we are not addressing the same way that we're trying to address the Ukrainian border, and this ominous bill that seems like it's a present from the Uniparty party to every taxpayer in America under your Christmas tree this year, a $1.7 trillion bill that they tried to go get through on September 30th, but they gave themselves a 90 90 day extension because they weren't going, because they didn't want to try to pass it because it might've hurt them on the midterms, but now they're just going to rubber stamp it. And all these Republican red state senators are going to sign right onto it. And that's the Uniparty party because we can't stop this and we can deal with all this pork like we used to call pork um all the wasteful spending all the special interest stuff that's stuffed inside of that 1.7 trillion that we can't afford and we can deal with it with appropriations in 23 because we have the house but so that. Just,
4: so all spending all spending is good whether it's <laughs> spending we can't afford for stimulus or for covid or whatever it is or for wars in other countries all spending is good especially when we don't have the money
6: we don't have the money and we are broke and people don't understand what that really means because we are and it's i heard you speak before about people you know it's gonna it might swing back the other way there is a tipping point but every every civilization even the greatest of the world has ever seen the tip that went to the tipping point that you couldn't come back from we are not above that
4: no we are in it
6: we are, we're in it yeah we're close to
4: we're closer than we've ever been well, to with people the thing with tipping points is you look at the decision you're making you say can i really afford to do this we really shouldn't be doing this but ah, we can afford this one and there is no political reinforcement for resisting spending now every penny of corrupt spending that goes on in America and in Connecticut is supported by the people because the people are in the habit of thinking we can afford everything. And we're supposed to get everything free. So they've brainwashed us, which this Zelensky visit is part of, as you've pointed out, into thinking all spending is good, especially when we benefit from it. And there is no danger, but of course there is danger. And the part, the time you don't see it, I think the the time it's hardest to see is right before the crash.
6: Yeah, well, there is no benefit to overspending on a on a war in Ukraine. I, I don't see any geopolitical advantage for the United States of America while we're suffering through what we're definitely in a re- recession and on the brink of a depression. There is no time for us to be spending all that money. We should have been de-escalating. We should be de-escalating today to stop that problem. Because when the money runs out, That war is going to be over, and no one's going to have anything to say. Nothing good is going to come from that to either side. Well, that's the the problem in the Black Sea and the Baltic, it's going to keep going on and on. It's been going on
4: for for, years. And the key part is it's not our war, and we don't have the money. The money ran out a long time ago. We're borrowing money, and we're depending on our good – thank you, Rick, for the call. We're depending on our value as the – monetary system of the world but the reason we are the default place to invest your money on planet Earth is because we are America and we're better than everybody else to invest in but if you keep undermining America if you keep doing your best to dismantle the things that make us the place where everybody wants to have their money then eventually you're going to hit that moment where where the tipping point is reached and everybody looks and says oh america why would we put our money there why are we putting our money there and then all those things all those holes you've dug for yourself you're in too deep to do anything about we're going to take more phone calls in just a second we'll go tony pete tim i just want to play a couple of rants so we can uh, feel the rant line coming okay that all right with you? We play some rants. The
7: big lie has nothing to do with January 6th. The big lie is this. The border is not secure. If you don't have secure borders, you can't have a safe country. Remember 9-11? All
4: right. So as we just discussed, there is the border jumping into this conversation off the rant line. Let's take Tony from Hebron. Hi, Tony how you doing
2: i just think uh we're spending so much money on this war in ukraine they got it all wrong why why is it okay for russia to just bombard ukraine and ukraine can't hit their infrastructures and stuff like that give them a piece of their own medicine
4: well russia responds that's what happens in war
2: yeah but uh, you know our, our military advisors are losers I mean, don't they know if he, if he makes any action towards the United States, we're NATO, we're, we're NATO ourselves. And and push him to shove, he's never going to end. And there's going to be nothing left of Ukraine. And unfortunately, Ukraine is a very, uh, it's a very corrupt country. So if you don't think millions of dollars are being pocketed somewhere, you're naive.
4: Well, that always is the case with this, too. That's a good point. But. If we are involved with the war there and Putin is losing, which he is, and then Russia starts to crumble under the weight, the dead weight of Putin being in charge of it and this war, doesn't that require of Putin for his own survival that he start attacking other places?
2: No, his own people will take care of him because in all communist countries, the top 1% live like kings. They live great. They don't want to lose that. They'll take Putin out themselves in order to sustain their own kind of uh, luxury lifestyle.
4: Yes, but how far do things deteriorate in terms of international affairs before that happens? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. The rant line number 860-751-4698. More calls. Let's just play a rant.
8: All right. I don't know if you know, you can recognize who I am, but I'm that guy who had his message coming to three parts and yesterday's rant.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for uh, clarifying.
8: Um, my point was that we should respect people who have struggled uh, in order to uh, achieve a goal versus those who never actually bother struggling at all in order to do anything good. So that's like Michael Leibowitz, he went through prison and struggled to to bear himself, while someone like Ned Lamont was born rich and never really bothered to do anything with himself except be governor or something. Anyway, that's my rant, and that's why I tried to express. Oh,
4: well, thank you for giving another try because that was uh, very vivid and very clear, and I like the comparison of Michael Liebowitz and Ned Lamont because certainly Liebowitz is a man of much higher integrity than Ned Lamont is who has virtually none. And part of that is that Michael Liebwitz had to come back from rock bottom and then below, like uh, way down in basement levels. He had to claw his way back. Whereas Ned's never done anything. That's a really good point. eight six oh five two two nine eight four two.
6: All right, good afternoon. I just heard on the 2.30 WTIC news with seeming glee the reading of a press release from the governor's office that Connecticut is yet again taking extended SNAP benefits from the federal government based on COVID uh, so that <clears throat> Ned is able to redistribute more of the taxpayers' money. Now, here we are, once the richest state in the country, uh, redistri- and taking and holding out our hands and begging essentially for tax dollars from the rest of the country. Uh, we should be ashamed of ourselves for that.
4: Thanks, Todd. Yeah, we are pathetic. We are a pathetic nation, a pathetic people, and Connecticut, the most pathetic of states. Pete in East Hartford. Hi.
0: Hey Todd, how you doing? Hey, I was going to talk about. I'm going to talk about a couple things. First thing is about the comparison of the two criminals my um Lise Lieberwitz. there he he was a criminal he served his time and whatever now he's good with with ned he's a criminal and he's still um doing his crime
4: so and what's his crime his,
0: his crime is it's is being a corrupt governor and doing all these crazy things he's doing and, and declaring himself king but anyhow let's get away from that i'm let's okay. go to ukraine um ukraine um First of all, if Trump had been elected, we wouldn't even be talking about this because this would not even happen. But here's the thing, with all this spending, it's all part of the big picture, the big plan. They're they're trying to bankrupt this country and to become and socialize them, um, you know, socialize um, communists or whatever. So it's all part of the mm-hmm. big picture. They're spending and spending and spending, okay? And eventually there's no money left and that's it. The government takes over. They want to this. That's part of the big plan. And all you liberals, cheaters, Democrats that um, cheated on this um, election, if Trump had been um, in the white house, we wouldn't be seeing these issues. So, so stop crying the, the blues about um, not supporting Ukraine, because enough is enough. It's just a big sucking machine, sucking all our money out of our economy.
4: That it is Pete thank you so much for the call sir appreciate hearing from you and Tim in Manchester is next hey Tim
8: hi so just to clarify this is a uh, Obama 3.0 thing they uh, they gave him those they gave him blankets and they told you know, Russia, wink, wink, we don't want you going in there, you know? So they uh, they invaded Crimea, and they never got to finish because they saw the, what was coming on the horizon. Then they got Biden in there, and that's why Biden got elected, so they could fin- finish this. Meanwhile, Biden's taking money from the uh, gas pipeline. What did they do with all their gas pipeline money? That's what I want to know. What did they do with all their natural gas? Why weren't they buying defense weaponry? They could buy it from any place that we can buy it from. So why weren't they doing that? And now it's all just getting usurped out the back door. Biden and the DNC get a cut every time we, we give them a chunk of change. Something gets skimmed off the top by the DNC. Well, you know, it, it just is an unending thing. I'm half Ukrainian. I have relatives over there still. It's scorched and burn now. I mean, there's nothing left. It's all leveled. The infrastructure is, is not worth saving. And we're still going to dump all this money as if there's something over there other than people worth saving. They're going to be a big—and this is—Russia has done this since, you know, the, the World War One, even before, you know, the Russian Revolution. This is just Dr. Zhivago. This is what they do. They blow up a country. They try to demoralize the populization, population. And except for in Afghanistan, uh, they they will win. But you have to redefine what win means. For them, a win is they wipe out Ukraine, who they've been jealous of for years, the most fertile farmland in all of the, the world, and uh, and we're going to pay for it. We're paying Russia to blow up Ukraine, and we're paying Ukraine to lose the war. And it just doesn't make any sense. And, and hey, F Joe Biden, that's all I got to say.
4: Tim, thank you for the call. 860522 522 nine eight four two we've got more calls more rants to go we got michael leibowitz coming up in a few minutes
9: selling a little or a lot
4: and...
3: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
4: It's WTIC. Let's talk to Dave in Brantford. Hey, Dave.
7: Yeah, hey, Todd. Uh, A little bit of a Lebo versus Lamont on the contra. I don't even know if it was a controversy. Uh, Lebo, with his second chance in life, his whole thing is to be as honest as possible Mm -hmm. because... Uh, we need to believe him, and everyone will cut him a break if he's the most believable guy. And let's face it, Lebo tells you exactly what he's thinking and what he wants to do. Uh, he seems like a guy who would never lie to you. And Governor Lamont, his whole model of existence is not to tell you what he's thinking or planning on doing. Why would you? Ever <laughs> that is the to
4: truth. Him?
7: That that's his thing. And uh, my uh, economics lesson: because we don't teach real economics anymore. Uh, even though it's a constitutional duty to protect the people of America, and sometimes that means we do our fighting on foreign soil, meaning giving money to the Ukrainians, it is the most inflationary money the federal government can spend because every one of those military dollars, you know, when we build bombs and tanks and, uh, you know, radar jamming Mm -hmm. stuff, none of that goes into consumer products that we can buy, and yet the military industrial complex workers are getting a check that, you know, they put on the demand cycle in America trying to buy corn and toys and heating oil. And so even though I accept it and it's a constitutional duty, you know, to protect America, it is the most inflationary way to spend federal money. Because, But Tom, how so are we
4: the, defending America?
7: Well, I think George Bush established it's better to fight the enemy on their field than on ours. Yes, but how fighting. does
4: that give us any constitutional control over that money? uh I, I don't have a good suggestion
7: for uh, controlling politicians in ukraine but i know that we cannot let america's enemy which is russia we can't let them just gobble up every uh, adjacent country
4: oh that, that, that would be me. the fastest way to destroy them i suspect but thank you dave think about that a little more dave i'd like to hear what you come up with let's get a traffic update
3: now back to the todd feinberg show live from the nj diet studios on wtic News Talk 1080.
4: WTIC. Let's get Bill in Southington in here. Hey, Bill.
1: Uh, America's getting fleeced. Beyond belief.
4: By whom?
1: By the Democrats and by the, the Ukraine government. Where's all this money going? We give them weapons where's where's all this money go it's being i mean you know what god bless the ukrainian people that are actually trying to fight and protect their country if russia was smart all they should have done is just walk in like our southern border they should have just walked in invade the country by just walking in never fire a single shot what are they going to do
4: what the <laughs> yes just take it over
1: just just take it over here we are. That's what's happened in our southern border. And, and these billions of dollars, I mean, by God, are they buying tanks? Are they buying aircraft carriers? Where is it going?
4: This it's makes it tunnel. officially, I believe, $115 billion. And,
1: $115 billion.
4: And there's got to be another 100 there of hidden spending that we're not accounting for because that's just exactly. how they do things. So exactly what are we getting for this investment? It may be what we're getting is is World War III out of this.
1: And and that's about it. God forbid. But, I mean, that's where you're headed. Because China's sitting back, and they're saying the U.S. is going broke. So when our money becomes the money of the world that it's based on, just like the U.S. dollar. Yeah, then we're done then we're done we're toast and who's coming to save us nobody
4: when we are no longer the default currency of the planet and that's where
1: it's headed yes china's just sitting back and saying you guys are fools and if they you know they're back in russia you think russia's gonna go broke no way there's no way
4: bill thank you for that sad news I think you make a lot of sense. Let's play a rant and then get to Leibovitz.
8: Hey, Todd, it's Smitty from
6: Plainville. I want to know what's the benefit of Joe Biden sending
8: all this money to Africa. Are these reparations? Uh, what, is, what is this exactly? There's a lot of uh, homeless people struggling with families over here in the good old USA. What's this guy thinking? Thanks, Todd. You have a good day. Thank, Thank you, you,
4: Smitty. Eight six zero Let's talk to Michael Lebowitz. Hello there, Lebo. Good evening, Mr. Feinberg. So you want to I'm talk a little education?
10: Roll. I do. I want to talk a little education. I want to talk a little constitution. I want to get it all going. So, All
4: right. Let's get I'm, it going.
10: My thesis is that public education is fundamentally immoral. And the reason I think public education is fundamentally immoral is, one, it relies on theft because the tax, taxes that pay for it are compulsory. Two, it's compulsory in the sense that the parents are forced to send their kids to school. They have no choice in the matter. And, and three, the public education is a monopoly. I know there are some private schools, but they really can't compete with the public Effectively,
4: sector. it's a monopoly.
10: It's a government-enforced monopoly. So when you think of theft of the money, the compulsory nature of sending kids to these schools, and then the fact that they have a monopoly on it, and the government chooses what kids are being taught, its inescapable conclusion to me is that public
4: education is immoral. I I agree with you, of course. I don't like the way you're presenting the argument because it... it it muddles. I think the the issue that is primary for us first is if we're gonna have schools they should be great schools the way to get great schools is to have market-driven schools by having the government control education we have lousy education for that I mean that that just is a killer argument to me compared to what you're laying out which does which is all true and logical but doesn't have a lot of vibrations to it
10: well it has vibrations to it if you're concerned with morality you're you're right in everything that you said and it kind of goes to the two streams that run through my mind when arguing about Liberty is one it's ethical and two it has utility and by utility, I mean it, it brings the greatest benefits. To the greatest. It works. Dollars. Yeah. Yes. So the two things are not mutually exclusive. They
4: actually go together quite well. I just chose today to discuss the moral
10: aspect of the. Experience. I
4: know, but you're saying you're saying it so dryly. Like this is the most emotional oh, I topic dry? there you is. Can't
10: the, you can't hear the excitement in my voice. I've had no. two debates on these subjects already. Today. Turn it up. I'm, i'm pumped up and you 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 think you're like my personal motivational speaker (laughs) i intentionally came up and called with more enthusiasm today and you're still telling me
4: I'm. no i want you to pump it up because (laughs) the idea that we get force everybody accepts this by the way let's take that as the first premise everybody accepts that the worst possible model for educating young people the most important thing we do in this country The worst possible model, a government-driven, top-down, forced, required, compulsory model. The worst thing you could think of. And that's what we use only for education. We don't use it for anything else. And as good as school lunches are, that's how good public education is. And we sacrifice our children and our futures to that. That's disgusting.
10: It is. It's funny. I was having a debate today with a, a restaurant owner, actually with an owner of a restaurant franchise, mm-hmm. and he was taking the position, well, if the government doesn't do it, then it won't get done. And I asked him the question. I said, well, would you rather eat in one of your restaurants or in a government-owned restaurant? And he, of course, knew right away who the hell would want to eat in a restaurant run by the government. hmm Everybody understands that. Wait, did he
4: realize that that was the end of the argument? Like you had just delivered the knockout punch?
10: No, he he didn't realize it. And and that's that. That's the thing is that the people simply cannot visualize the situation where the government is not paying for things. So he said to me, "Well, if the government doesn't do it, it won't get done." And I told him, "Well, your restaurants." You know, you're relying on foods that are grown and produced all over the world. And the government's not mandating that those ingredients get to you, but somehow they are. Mm. And I, I said... The, the it's so funny
4: things. to have that response when government is the worst at doing anything like this. They,
10: everything they do. And, you know, he said, well, he said, if people, you know, are not compelled to pay, then, then they just won't pay. And I said, oh, I said, you have waitresses and waiters. And he said, of course. And I said, are they being tipped?" And he said, yes, of course. I said, oh, well, what is your compulsory mechanism? to make?" Yeah, you similar? putting a gun in their ribs? No, of course not. They're voluntarily doing it. And the other thing is that I think is crazy is if you have enough people to vote politicians in who are going to vote for taxes, then it seems to me you don't need the politicians to vote for the taxes. The voters that are willing to do it could just pay. So there's so many arguments for how it would get done. The problem is, is that we're so used and conditioned to believe that it has to be this way that we have a difficult time imagining it any other way. And the other thing is, is that people seem to think that they compare the perfect world with the world that we're discussing or that we're advocating. But that's
4: not instead the of to compare. instead of it's comparing what we have, you mean?
10: Yeah, what we actually have. What we actually have are roads full of potholes. Failing schools, crime-ridden inner cities. Well, that's what we actually have. So you have to start there and then say wh- what would be better and what would be more just, which goes back to the original thing that you and I were discussing here where I put forth the moral argument and you put forth – the utility argument what does it government do better. well
4: is a is nothing. a shorthand way nothing. of of arguing this nothing, nothing. i can't th- i'm pretty- trying to think of one thing government does well other than rob us blind they're really good at conning us into thinking that they're them taking our money is somehow beneficial so they're great liars but aside from that i don't know anything government does well
10: i don't even know that they're so great a liars because everybody knows they're liars
4: Yeah, but everybody goes along with the lies. So that's a pretty neat trick,
10: which that is the maybe the greatest trick that's ever been performed, is that people do go go along with it, even though they know they're liars. Everybody
4: knows they don't trust them. There's no trust in government. There's no trust in Congress. There's no trust in the state legislature. And yet we lay down and die for them. Or worse.
10: I, I, don't, I can't fathom it, that people who don't trust the government would ever want to give them power is
8: beyond me.
10: But I just want to kind of uh, add as an addendum to this discussion. When you think about education, at least at a local level, I mean, when you're thinking about rather at a federal level, the federal government has no authority to being involved in the education system. That goes to the conversation you were having earlier about the Constitution where the fellow mm-hmm. called. And he said, well, the Constitution doesn't prohibit them from giving money to other countries. But the Constitution is not a power-depriving document. It's a power-granted government. Yes, everything is is
4: denied but those things specifically enumerated.
10: Yes. So if you go to Article 1, Section 8 and read the enumerated powers given to Congress, there's nothing in there that would ever allow them to be involved in state or local education. But... Again, it's just something else that we've allowed them to do. Why, I don't know. It's like I think you gave me an analogy earlier that they do everything in small doses so each thing doesn't seem like a big deal. And then by the end, it's a big deal. It's like eating. I went yesterday, and and I was ordering a a smoothie, and I told (laughs) him I wanted the the one with the lowest calories and without sugar. And he says to me, oh, it's just one smoothie. I said, yeah, it's always just one thing. And then 100 pounds later, (laughs) you know, it's not just one thing anymore. Wait, he was
4: I trying to talk he, you into getting fat?
10: He was, yes. He didn't know he was trying to talk, but maybe he did know. I don't know. You never know what's going but on. Well, why would
4: he say that to you when you said you wanted the lowest calorie thing? Was he just I kidding around with
10: you? Sell, I think he wanted to sell a smoothie.
4: Yeah, but you were asking for the lowest calorie smoothie.
10: That, well, yes. Well, in the beginning, I was asking him about the calories. And the I not, see.
4: And, and he, he was saying, let make- go of all your filtering mechanisms and just yes. eat what I give you. Yeah, and people say that
10: to me all the time, and it's always, oh, just have this cheeseburger. I've yeah. gained seven pounds since I've been out of prison. I don't need any more cheeseburgers, and we don't need any more government.
4: Wow, yeah, and there's no comparison in terms of uh, your seven pounds and where government has gone in oh, terms no. of adding weight, because no, government not. is morbidly obese.
10: <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if that's the term for it. Like, it, what's worse than morbidly obese, and that's what they are. Dead it morbidly obese and sitting on all of us
4: yes knee on the neck maybe that's the way to describe
10: it knee on the neck is right and just uh you know, before we go here i just want to say thank you to, you know a couple people called they said nice things about me and i appreciate it i appreciate the support a lot of yeah. people have been very uh supporting of me and it's not lost on me and i really really appreciate
4: it lebo thank you sir
10: thank you sir you have a great have,
4: night. have a good night that's michael lebowitz Three weeks now, pushing four, out of prison. How about that? Hey, bro.
1: I also wanted to let you know that I'm uh,
10: in New York this weekend for the wedding, and uh, I got the vaccine, but it was the, uh, I guess the lesser researched Chinese one.
4: This is a uh, this is a rant from the past. But they
10: said that so far they haven't seen any side effects. Um, but if I see any side effects, then I'll definitely uh, let you know. But uh, as
6: of right now, there's nothing that I can see that's a side effect for the vaccine. So if you would uh, like to get one, I can make you appointment. No problem. Uh <laughs> hope uh, everything is okay with you and uh, have a good day. Okay, bye.
4: <laughs> he morphed into... Yo, 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 yo,
7: Todd, this is the Candy Wrapper. Today is twelve two, and I am not through. This is true. I've got empty-head Ned in the crosshairs because he does not care. He must like the Grateful Dead because he's got nothing in his head. Indeed, he's been smoking too much weed. He's as dumb as a box of rocks. We could get better answers from my dirty old sock. In the end, all you do is tax and spend. Empty-head Ned, you look like an elf. We should put you back up on the shelf. Then maybe you behave yourself. Like Fred G. Sanford said, your nose is runny and the motts. You're
0: a big dummy,
4: my Wow, that was Candy at his best. Hey,
0: Todd, I'd like to hear you play this on the station. Uh, it sounds to me like you got an awful lot of armchair generals out there about this vaccine. It's really kind of interesting to hear all of their analogies about this. It's like going to a casino, taking taking a dice and rolling it.
4: Well, we talked to Dr. Harvey Rush from Yale epidemiologist emeritus at Yale. And he says, according to the data from healthy young hospital workers, the more you've been vaccinated, the more likely you are to get COVID. How do you figure that one? How do you figure that? Rant line number eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. We would love to hear from you. Tomorrow is Thursday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new
0: iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here.
1: Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.